Welcome to Azizi Podcast. Today's guest is a very special one. Her name is Elsa van der Voort, and she's a co-founder and chief executive officer of Allegencia and also Alice Consulting. We talk a lot about her app called Alicense. It's basically an artificial intelligence fintech advisor startup, and uh, we're really excited to talk about that and also her path as an international entrepreneur. I hope you will enjoy this episode and of course don't forget to like, subscribe and rate us with a five-star review. Thank you. What are you up to right now? What are you doing? What are you working on right now? Yes, so uh, so right now we're working on the launch of our new product, which I mean new and first one actually which is called Elisense. And so Elisense, it's a sentiment analysis tool that uh, creates market indices. So what does that mean? Basically, it's um, an app going online, gathering information on social media forums and financial news uh, to analyze and digest that information and then create um, market sentiment, which are either bullish, bearish, or neutral on different financial assets. And so right now we're working on Forex market and crypto market, and we are just adding uh, the stocks and starting to work on, on stocks market. Wow, does that, that makes sense. It does make sense because I remember I, I've seen the presentation as well, and 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 it was like straight out of some sort of a fantastic movie. How much information you can gather from the mm -hmm. web and uh, interpret it via you know your our algorithms. So there is there is an app that is coming, right, called Alicense. That is that is exactly. fantastic. Yeah, because uh, is that something that was uh, in plans like right away to have this app for consumers to, to use? So definitely not. Um, my business partner and myself, we come from the investment banking world. And so we always work in B2B for big banks, big hedge funds and so on. And so, of course, when we created Eligencia, when we created, sorry, Eligencia, we wanted to serve uh, the same environment, you know, to reach out to the same clients, etc. Um, and the more we were creating Elisense, the more we were diving into it and the more we realized like, hey, but like consumers like us, we would be interested. I, as a person, would be interested in using my own product, my mom, my cousins, whoever, you know, we invest on markets, we would be right. interested. So uh, it's been definitely a learning curve, you know, creating our tool to say, mm -hmm. hey, like we should expand, we should do this and that. Um, so yeah, so we're going to uh, to tap into the B2C market, which is super new for us, mm -hmm. <laughs> but we are happy to dive into this new experience. Yeah, and you know, I, I particularly like the fact that you can gather all that information and uh, kind of like uh, digest it into some cohesive uh, indicators. And it's, it's specifically like timely right now with uh, with the market being uncertain. And it's funny, like right now in the market, if, if we have uh, good economical data, the market goes down because, you know, that's what not, that's not what the Fed wants to see. So uh, they will increase the rates and all that. So it's always like for me, like I have to study this and that to understand different things. So I have a lot of complicated yeah. things and, and you want to have a, a tool that at least will help you understand like what's the word on the street right now? What's the sentiment from the from the public, from the crowd and from like institutional uh, actors, but that's extremely complicated to be honest. Like, I was like, wow, like this is uh, this is very like I, I've talked to a lot of startup entrepreneurs and a lot of um, a lot of 
companies that they are funding it's it's basically very like kind of like start from the simple uh aspect of it like but or even entertainment but this one is just so uh comprehensive and i feel like how how did you come to you know inventing that to become an entrepreneur how did you start you know getting into this field yeah so uh to tell you frankly this idea was actually coming from our uh, previous experience when we're working for financial markets. So uh, my business partner was actually working on AI project. And uh, with uh, like, while speaking with the clients, what are their needs, what are they looking for, what would be helpful for them, etc. He, he had that idea and he was like, hey, wait a minute, like, I wouldn't do that because before we're doing uh, IT consulting, Mm -hmm. So like, yeah, I shouldn't do that for IT consulting, but we should create that tool, you know, like that would be super powerful. So we had that idea basically back in 2019. Um, uh, my business partner, by the way, was my boss at the time. <laughs> <laughs> and so, so we wanted like to experience something new outside of consulting. We wanted to work on solutions. And so when he had that idea, he, he told me about that idea. And at first I was like, mm, AI, I mean, I'm more on the sales side. So I never worked in AI. I was working in on, on core trading platforms. But then I was like, yeah, why not? Like we can give it a try, you know? And so, and so what I really enjoy uh, creating intelligence and creating that tool is that even if initially it was uh, my business partner ID, together mm -hmm. we were able to make it evolve to like, uh, make it alive you know and now it's really our solution I guess you know at the very beginning I felt like yeah it's not my solution it's Laurent's one and I'm just mm -hmm. you know like sticking to him but uh, like can I you know do I am allowed you know to really sell it and now I really realize like yeah a part of my heart is in it as well um, I guess going to consumers was part of my ideas as well you know so together we've been able to build what sense is today but it was definitely a uh, conjunction of um, my ideas, Laurent's ideas, uh, feedbacks from our clients and from our environment at the time uh, to give us the, this new product. What was it like to have a boss as your partner all of a sudden? I would say at the beginning, it wasn't that easy. <laughs> because so first he was my boss, but I was independent contractor. So you know, he was my client, mm -hmm. but still I was reporting to him. Uh, but he's the client. So whatever he says, sure, I'll do it, you know, and whatever you say, you write anyway, so you're fine. <laughs> yeah. But then when we became uh, business partners, we were at the same level. And yeah, so at the beginning, you know, I guess I was still behaving like being uh, not an employee, but reporting to him. And then like, it took me may maybe like three, four months to realize like, no, we have the same level of decision. If I don't agree, I should say so. <laughs> Yeah. And so, so yeah, it was a learning curve as well. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I know you were, you know, working for yourself and uh, you, can, you, can, you already had your own business pretty much. But looking back, have you thought you'd be an entrepreneur like that, where you'd have your own product that it's pretty much like a tech, like Silicon Valley type of stuff? Like, have you ever imagined yourself doing that? I would say yes and no. <laughs> <laughs> so I would say that I always felt uh, since I'm a kid, you know, uh, that I would be an entrepreneur or be a like high level manager in big firms or something um, in all modesty, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> of course. But 
And even it, it's so funny because uh, I was super shy. Yeah, I mean, even today, you know, I'm super shy and I'm pretty much an introvert. But while, and when I was a kid, it was, I would say, a problem. But while I was super shy, I always knew I had that strength inside and I would use it, you know, someday to create something. Um, but definitely, I guess if you have told me maybe 10 years from now that I would be here today creating, as you said, you know, my Silicon Valley uh, company or so, no, definitely I wouldn't trust you. So it, it's really <laughs> like I knew I would have a company, but maybe like a so-so company, you know, like a small business on the side, but uh -huh. not something real that I'm going to advertise and and to launch on internet no it's a uh, it's really cool and surprising i guess for for my grown-up self <laughs> yeah and right now you're based in in montreal but you're originally from france how did this whole migration happen for you were you always thinking like you're gonna live in another country uh yes yeah, so um actually when i was 17 at the time my mom um started to work abroad so she lived in madagascar for six years and I left with her for one year and I guess at that time I realized that I would I was willing to travel and to work abroad because you do learn so much about yourself about work about other uh, about other countries and so on so at that time yeah I realized I wanted to go abroad uh, so then I came back to France you know after I graduated from my baccalaureate in French mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and um but then when I came back, you know, because I come from a very small town in France, in the north of France. So I realized like, oh, no, I want to move. So from uh, this small city, I went to Paris first, which yeah. was like interesting. Like that's a rough city when you're not from Paris. <laughs> what, what was the small town you were from? I come from a small town. I'm close to Montreuil-sur-Mer or uh -huh. maybe, you know, Le Touquet in the north of France. I will. Uh, I did not. I do not know, but I will research that. <laughs> <laughs> I'll send you a chat sure. <laughs> so you can see the name. And so you moved to but, France and uh, to move to Paris, and how was that experience? You said it was rough. So yeah, at first it was so rough, especially you know coming back from Madagascar, uh, then living in my small town, and then being exposed in Paris. You know, it was like Paris was quite a battle. You know, especially when you're not from there. So, mm -hmm. so yeah, but I learned a lot and I'm so happy that I made that step before then moving to New York. <laughs> oh, wow, okay. <laughs> so, so yeah, so I guess I lived in, in Paris maybe for five years. What was the uh, toughest here... part about, sorry to interrupt, but if, about Paris, because everyone goes there and everyone's so happy there, but all of a sudden you say like it was, it was not as easy. It was, uh, it was difficult. Is it just because it was a, a cutthroat industry, like a lot of competition or culturally? So like, I was, yeah. I was student. Uh, yeah. when I when I moved to Paris and and uh, yeah I felt like it's super expensive city um, and I don't know like I, I was not every, it's it was like a battlefield you know mm -hmm. so you have to fight for your rights for anything well you know coming from my small town in, in the north I felt like yeah I mean if I deserve it I will have it I don't have to fight for anything <laughs> but yeah when you are in Paris when you have to pay your rent and all definitely you have to fight for and so yes yeah, so it was my first experience a uh, professional experience it was in Paris as well and and yes yeah, same sometimes I was lost in translation you know like it's 9 a.m why people are fighting already you know to like steal information from me or do whatever you know so it was definitely super interesting experience and I guess I needed that step to feel stronger and to feel um uh, to trust myself more you know I learned so much actually about myself uh, moving to Paris 
and uh, defending myself more, you know. So, so yeah, so this step mm -hmm. was super interesting before diving into New York, which is another level. <laughs> yeah, tell me more. How did you, what's, what's the story with New York? You, you were already working when you uh, moved to New York? So yes, I was actually what happened. So I was working in Paris, right? And I was already working in finance uh, for an IT consulting company working for the finance industry. And then of course, 2018, you know, uh, oh, actually 2008, 2008 exactly. Yeah. I figured um, by the by the expression that that, that was a bad year. I'm exactly, like, okay, yeah. probably 2008. <laughs> <laughs> 2018 was really a great year. Yeah, that was good <laughs> for everybody. <laughs> So, so yeah, so 2008, seriously, I had nothing to do in Paris. Paris was completely dead in finance. So I decided to take a break and come three months to New York to breathe, to have, it was kind of my break between studies and work, even if I was already starting to work, you know, but it was a good break that I wasn't able actually to take after my studies. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and it was a good occasion as well to meet some people, you know, from my network. So friends of friends or friends of clients asking them. I know what the crisis is for me, but what is it for you in New York? Mm -hmm. And I realized that, you know, in New York, you know, you have like big ups and downs. And so, yeah, like you had the big crash in New York, but I felt like six months later, you know, already New York was alive mm -hmm. while Paris was so dead. And so I realized like, ooh, I have something to do in, in New York in a super interesting market. So I was so motivated to come back and work there. So I actually started with a first job with a, a very small French company that had an entity in New York, like mm -hmm. a, not a live entity, you know, but something was created. So right. I worked for them for one year, super harsh experience. I... <laughs> what? How so? How so? What, what was so harsh about it? Because I was all alone in New York. So I was oh, yeah. 26, 25, 26 at the time. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, my boss was based in Paris, couldn't understand the New York market. Mm -hmm. And, you know, he was always telling me, I don't know, like, do what you want, you know, you, do, you know better than me, but when you are 26 and trying to enter a new market, definitely you need guidance, you need help. So my help was actually more coming from my clients or potential clients or, you know, the uh, French mafia in New York. And, yeah. um, I know the and French so people, I, French people love to socialize and to network when they're in the other countries and uh, there's a lot yeah. of uh, camaraderie there. Exactly. Yeah. And definitely it like French people became a family. In New York, especially as we are so far from home, I guess the London, like French people in London, may be different because you're closer. But mm. New York, you're so far; it's not your culture or anything. So yeah, we all really close, and um, I, I was I got help from many people, you know. So it was definitely enjoyable. And and so after this first experience, so I was I was struggling a lot with that company, but I was doing everything on my own. So at some point I realized like, hey, I'm doing everything from for that guy who's based in Paris who doesn't know anything about this market. Why don't I do everything for myself now on, you know? So it's how I became an entrepreneur in New York. Uh, so it was my actually second company was based in New York. And I started my IT consulting business uh, for the finance industry in New York. Was it, that sounds amazing. Like going to New York and starting your own company. That's like superstar stuff like how did you just like start a company <laughs> how, how does that even happen how do you move and just like start something new like that yeah so i would say that even today i'm not even sure how come i had that idea and how come i felt good enough or strong enough to do that confidence um, right? 
Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Surprisingly, right? So someone is super shy. <laughs> well, I guess I don't know. So yeah, far, it sounds so, so far it doesn't sound too shy to me at all. Like all this traveling, <laughs> but yeah. But uh, I guess I discovered uh, even when I was in Paris, I discovered that I'm a workaholic. So I know I work hard. Uh, I don't count my hours or anything. And I had the chance to work for different small companies, you know, through my career and to experience different roles in the IT consulting world. So I started as a recruiter slash admin. Then I added HR. Then I became sales. So basically, I saw all the different tasks possible that you can have in such a company, especially small. So then I felt confident enough to start my own business because I knew anything I should do, you know, plus I knew that market in New York that I experienced. And I don't know, basically for me, it was like out of the blue, you know, kind of, I wanted to create my, my company in New York because I felt it was my time. And mm -hmm. then as a foreigner, you need a visa. So I was like, okay, what do you need first to run a business? You need to create a company. Then you need a visa. What are the different steps? Okay, your business plan, you need to invest money, whatever. So I worked on everything, but like, tell me the guidelines and I'll apply it and I'll do it, you know. And, uh, but it's I guess very when structured. I was, oh, yes, I, I am structured. It's definitely part of my strength. So it's what helped me at the time. And I guess the my biggest point, you know, through all of that process was actually the money to invest. Because mm -hmm. <laughs> I was 26 at the time, 20, yeah, 26. So yeah. it was not easy to, to invest that money, but hey, I had uh, help to my mom, to my grandma, to my aunt. <laughs> right. So it was within family. You didn't ask, like, you didn't look for outside investment. You pretty much, it was like your savings plus your family help. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly. that's also like very hard. Like, what's was it hard to actually find clients, or did you already have this network that could uh, already work for you at the time you started? Yeah, I would say at the time it was hard, especially when you don't have enough gray hair. You know, you're young, mm -hmm. you're a foreigner, you just arrive in New York. Even if people like you as a person, hmm, would they really give you business? And, and especially, you know, working with these big banks. Mm -hmm. So I would say, yeah, at first it wasn't that easy, but same, I found the right step to go yeah. through uh, through that journey. So I started actually, uh, if, if it makes sense for you, I started doing corp to corp. So working for other consulting company, but focusing mm -hmm. on the recruitment, which was part of my strength at the time. Uh, so I could focus on hiring people, having them working with me and learning more on, on, on the U.S. market, you know, working with these uh, other companies. And then when I had enough resources, I was able to stop corp to corp, but working directly with banks, telling them, hey, I have this amount of people now working for me. So I could mm -hmm. work directly for you instead of uh, doing corp to corp, you know. So it took me some time, different steps through different years, but uh, it worked. Yeah. Wow. That sounds so impressive. And and uh, I'm not sure if there's something in between, but like a lot of um, people... Uh, are trying like in Canada are trying to like move to places like New York, you know, places like right. California. But somehow <laughs> you ended up in Montreal. You ended up in in Canada. So, and which kind of makes me feel good because I'm in Canada too. So like right. you're you're in Canada. You're cool. I'm cool. You know, like we're we're both here. And I lived in the United States for nine for nine years before as well. Uh, so what? But I moved for like immigration reasons. I couldn't stay in the United States. But like, what? Uh, <laughs> what drove you? To... I know the struggle. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, you, their system is all messed up. But what moved you to to come to to Canada? So 
definitely it was not in my plan uh, initially. My, my initial plan was actually to stay in New York, be in New York. I love the city. I stayed here for, there for 10 years. But when I had that conversation with uh, Laurent, who is my business partner today, so he initially wanted actually to create this company, Eligencia, in Canada because it's cheaper than the US. Um, when you work in AI, you know, uh, uh, Montreal is the second global hub in AI right after wow. San Francisco. I had no clue. Wow, okay. <laughs> so now hmm. you know Canada, you know, it's super interesting. And, yeah. uh, okay. and I felt like San Francisco is way too expensive, um, way too much competition. So I felt more comfortable with Montreal and I guess the French helps as well. Yeah. Um, and do, plus, do you, yeah, do you also... Cheaper. Sorry, sorry. Do, do you also make fun of uh, of French in in Montreal, or you already <laughs> passed that stage? Because I know, I know, like French people from France look down upon that. <laughs> yeah, no, I passed that that stage because I had actually the opportunity to work with Montreal since uh, 2016. So yeah, I had my first experiencing not uh, experiences, sorry, not understanding, you know, what people would tell me and all mm -hmm. what Oshar is and stuff. But no, now mm -hmm. it's it's over. I'm over it. And <laughs> yeah, and so I'm not surprised anymore. How how did you feel like? What, what was Montreal for you when you first uh, when you first moved there? Is it like a huge cultural shock for you, or actually otherwise? Because it's like more of like a French culture, I guess. Yeah. So I guess I learned about the culture in Canada and especially in Quebec um, when I started to work with Quebec. Uh, back in 2016 mm -hmm. so I really realized that yeah we do speak French I mean they do speak French uh, it looks a bit like Europe you know the architecture and everything but it's not French and it's it's not the same culture so it's really a mix of mm -hmm. France I would say or Europe at least and the US it's somewhere in between um, and yeah I guess when I so I actually moved here under COVID you know it was back in June 2020 and oh, so relatively recently, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's still very recent. Uh, and I guess I didn't realize for a good six months that I left New York, you know, mm -hmm. because I was still working heavily with New York. Um, sometimes I had to pretend I was still in New York for some reasons. Mm -hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. So I didn't realize, you know, I, I didn't go through that journey. And uh, I don't know, it was so weird. And six months after I realized, oh, dang, I'm not in New York anymore. I'm in Montreal. So... So yeah, so it took me some time to realize. And first, you know, at the time, everything was closed in Montreal. So I was, you know, like staying home, yeah. not seeing anybody. So that's why it took me a while to realize that I was actually in Montreal. <laughs> wow. Yeah, especially during COVID. Um, during all this journey, you've mentioned that your, your clients uh, basically were like... Um, showing you the ropes you know what how to do business in new york and stuff like that but overall do you feel like you had any other mentors that helped you uh, that guided you in the, in the business world in in this uh, you know finance world of uh, north america yeah so so that's true uh the concept of a mentor is pretty popular in north america not necessarily in france so I wouldn't say I, I really had a mentor, but I had people who inspired me. Um, and I guess two persons really uh, had an impact on my professional life. Um, one was my first boss, someone who was super organized, had five different businesses, was working all the time. He was the workaholic one. <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, but the, the organizational skills, it's a hard word to say, <laughs> that he had were super impressive. And I really learned a lot from him, you know, all the best practices and all. 
So I really enjoyed that experience to see what I should do on the work side. Um, then one day I saw his, his kid uh, coming to the office and uh, asking for his dad. And when he saw his dad, he actually shook his hand and told him like, good morning, Arnaud. So yeah. I was shocked, like, ooh, okay, he's workaholic, but I need to learn how to be on my personal life as well because I don't want to have my kid asking me, by, like, calling me by my first name, you know? Wow, um, yeah, that's uh, unusual, that's I'd say. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then, so I would say the second person who inspired me is my business partner uh, today, Laurent. I guess he showed me uh, how to enjoy your personal life while you're working. So he showed me how to have a good balance, you know, uh, between mm -hmm. your both lives. And, um, and I guess he showed me that I could be myself while working, you know, as, um, so I'm more focusing on the sales side, you know, I used to be a salesperson, let's say. Mm -hmm. uh, but I wasn't sure, like, is it me or do I have to be a shark to succeed, you know, in this world? By mm -hmm. the way, it took me a while to realize that I could be potentially successful. <laughs> and uh, and so I, I kind of had the feeling that I had to transform into someone else, you know, to, to really be successful. And I guess thanks to Laurent, I realized that, no, I can be myself. I can be nice when I want or, or tough when I want, but be fair, you know, and say the truth. And I can still succeed and do the right choice, you know, so... So, yeah, so I would say these guys were my two inspirations. Wow. Yeah, and, and I appreciate that you mentioned the, the work-life balance and that, you know, it still has to be there. It's still important because there's a, there's kind of like right. a, it's, it's a debate right now. It's a cultural shift versus like, oh, you used to be cool when you were a workaholic and you just worked nonstop. <laughs> and now you have to be like a, a silent quitter or just like try to, you know, <laughs> There's like always this extremes and like, I feel like the, the truth is always somewhere in the middle and that's exactly where yeah. the uh, work-life balance comes. Um, but yeah, so uh, it's, it's, it's inspiring that, you know, the entrepreneurs right now, they, they still talk about it. Um, you know, given that you are developing this product that is closely connected to the finance world, that is closely connected to the cryptocurrency world, how do you assess right now where we are uh, economically? Uh, we have this looming recession coming to Canada, to the United States, to the whole world. Does it feel like uh, it it adds extra difficulties for you uh, or is it something that you can um, use it to, uh, for your advantage? Yeah, so I would say that it's it's an opportunity, uh, you know, to see the volatility on markets. Uh, we're so not sure about what can come up, etc. So this kind of tool, like a license, it's, it's it can be really helpful, you know, for many investors. And uh, right now we're working with CFOs and they are so happy, you know, to have the tool available. So, so it's, I would say it's sad to say, but definitely it's, it's an opportunity right now on the market for us. Mm -hmm. And for, I would say young people, for employees uh, and, uh, you know, aspiring entrepreneurs. So what would be the advice that you would give them given the, uh, current economic conditions and overall in life how to be a successful entrepreneur yeah i would say it's funny because currently i'm a mentor for uh, some uh, uh, people in college i guess or what is the uh, level uh, before college um well yeah. high school high school then... in high school yeah okay. i guess yeah, they yeah. are more i guess they are in high school like uh -huh. or or similar 
And so they are asking me many questions like, what are the challenges and as an entrepreneur? What would be your advice, et cetera? And so I can feel that many of them uh, want to rush to the entrepreneur life. You know, they want to be success successful straight away, make a lot of money, you know, in like one day and so on. And so my advice would be like, take it step by step. Don't try to rush in something if you don't know anything, you know, so try to learn the right thing at the right time. And sometimes it takes time, you know, to be successful, but use this time and enjoy it because you're going to learn a lot. And I feel like as an entrepreneur, you need uh, to be organized, to be structured, uh, to know how to spend money. You know, you need to spend money where you have to, but save money uh, at other places, you know. So really to manage your, your treasury and, and your, your financial flow. Um, and be flexible. I guess it's super important to be flexible. And I'm actually learning that again, creating this new uh, venture, you know, with Laurent, because we're creating a new tool. You know, when you work IT consulting, yeah, like everybody kind of know this kind of business, you know, so you just have to, like in a day, you can define yourself and have your business plan and, and, uh, and start your business, you know. But when you create a new tool, you really have to redefine yourself. Who are you? Uh, what do you offer? What's your offer, you know? And uh, and then, yeah, you have to accept to be wrong, to start from scratch again, you know, to, to change your focus. You see, we wanted to work first only for B2B and then, oh, actually B2C is not that bad. So yeah, accepting to be flexible and to, to change and to go with the flow, um, it's definitely something you should be capable of. Thank you so much for this uh great advice and uh, actually very very useful and i feel like a lot of people will find that advice useful it's like you know you have to be patient but at the same time you have to make sure that you're yeah. you have the your head and uh straight um you you mentioned b2c and how you switch from b2b does that mean that b2b is no longer on the table or it's now both b2b and b2c for uh for your service no it is definitely so both we are uh currently working with b2b so starting mm -hmm. with a uh, professional of the finance industry and then opening it to B2C. Uh, so we will see if it really works. Right now, we know we have uh, demands, you know, from, from the B2B uh, market. So we're starting with them and we feel like we could be, like we could have more impact even on the B2C market because we could tell consumers, hey, we're working with professionals. So you can have access to the same type of tools. Uh, so make the most of it, you know. So so let's see. It, it's going to be interesting. I'll tell you we're launching next week. So so maybe by the end of November, I can tell you if B2C works or not. <laughs> right. I was about to ask because uh, I know that you're launching next week and there's going to be some some activities. It's going to be in Montreal. Um, there's gonna, I think there's going to be like a conference uh, um, in Montreal that is uh, aligned with, uh, with what LSNs will be doing. So... Uh, where can people find more information about Elisense and about, you know, your service in particular? So right now you can go on our website. So it's www.elisense.com. Elisense is E-L-L-I-S-E-N-S-E. -S -S -E. and, uh, and so you have information already. So you cannot create an account yet. You cannot log in or anything. But at least you can see information on what we're going to offer. And I guess, uh, you know, we are in the last rush. <laughs> I will, but yes. by November 15th or something, you should be able to register and create an account. 
Yeah, so pretty much uh, in a couple of weeks. And I will provide all the information in the notes under this podcast as well. Elza, this was an amazing conversation. Thanks so much for uh, sparing some time. I know you have a very busy schedule, but I feel like our conversation will inspire a lot of people to trust themselves and and go and and at least go to new york you know at least if 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 they can do that (laughs) (laughs) who knows what can happen look how uh your life turned out it's it's amazing thank you so much exactly thank you so much sammy it was super interesting thanks for that thank you appreciate that